um, that this begins, this Torah portion begins with the extra Torah portion. Um, everyone should give a half coin, a rich man, a more, a poor man, not less. We learned that there's um, a few interesting um, nuances in this verse. Um, why is it so important to give a half a coin specifically when in the rest of the Torah, a half is considered deficient, you need to give a whole? And um, why did Torah emphasize that the, the half coin is worth 10 gera and a full coin is worth 20? And in order to uh, answer this question, we went way off to discuss the expression in the in Chaim from Narizal that in the general spiritual cosmos, there are four levels. There are v- vessels, there are garments, lights, and chambers. And we learned that these four things, vessels, lights, chambers, and garments, correspond to the four worlds, and they correspond to the four letters of God's name. Yesterday, primarily, we focused on lights and vessels. And we learned how Hashem makes lights and vessels to be commensurate to each other. The highest level of these four is, of course, lights. They correspond to the world of Atzilus. And they're about revelation of Hashem. They're about the the, the uh, Ayin. They're about nothingness, meaning a sense of total obligation to Hashem. And Hashem marries these lights with vessels. So the lights, although their nature is to want to go back to their source, Hashem marries them with the vessels in order they should be channeled, they should, their, their light should be revealed in this world. So, um, whoops. So, uh, in this um, in this marriage, there's um, a few things that happen. Um, we used an example yesterday of of the eye that uh, there is the material of the eye which is very uh, appropriate to be a vessel for the the tzura, for the spiritual power of the eye, and depending on what kind of a physical eye you have, that will affect the, the way you see, not just the way you see physically, but also we spoke about how the physical components of the eye lend themselves towards a good eye, seeing positivity in others, or the opposite. We also learned that the same applies with the brain. The brain is a vessel for the light of the soul, and although Beishamai's soul is is connected to being gvura and being strict, and so to all of our fellow ladies out there, Rebzeh L'chaim, but um, it's not just um, the soul of Beishamai, that is connected to uh, being strict, but his his brain has to fit the soul as well. Hashem marries the light to the vessel, and there was a mention this in this mimer, but in other discourses it talks about how the purpose of a vessel is to hide the pneumius and to reveal the chitzenius. It's to hide the inner power of the light and to harness the nethermost section of the light so that the vessel can manipulate it to so it, it can be revealed. So unlike with, let's say, in um, a light that goes through, ver- through a, a colored glass, where it's just projecting in a certain way, the vessel actually manipulates the light and, uh, and, and, and crystallizes it and, and changes it to project in a certain way. The lights become one with the vessels, and the purpose of the vessels is to reveal the lights. So that's lights. Today we're going to learn about garments. Garments are very different to lights. It was in Gimel, as we'll see. Garments, unlike vessels, 
aren't don't become one with the lights. They remain something um, external. Let's go. Let's see it inside. The idea of a garment is that it hides and it conceals the light. Although vessels hide the light too, the nethermost part of the light that the vessels reveal, that part of the light becomes one with them. The vessels and the light are one. Is we learned earlier that the vessels and lights are respectively ayin and yesh. The lights are ayin, they're in a state of total abnegation. And the vessels are a thing. They have a purpose. They're about, they're, they're about concealing the light and making it accomplish something. They're, they're a thing. Lights are just about their source. Lights are just about revealing their source, about being in their source, um, about being abnegated in the face of their source. But vessels have a function. Vessels are a thing. So what do the vessels do? The vessels hide the light the way it is. The way it is an ayin. The way it is in a state of total obligation. And they reveal the light to be something. To be something that can be affected. So... They aren't harnessing the higher part of the light, the ayin in the in the light, the the abnegation in the light, but they are harnessing the mitzias, the existence, the thinginess, if you will, of the light, and that thinginess that the that the vessels are harnessing, they are uniting with that. And that's where they're able to reveal it. They're able to reveal it because it becomes one with them. However, the garments of the light the gar- are separate from the light. What's an example of, of garments? What are garments about? So the word garments means physical clothing. But that doesn't explain in detail what garments are spiritually and what the highest level of garments are spiritually and uh, how they are different to, the high, to what vessels are. Uh, let's go. If you don't understand yet, it's good because Rebbe says the humans are going to understand this. The humans are gamkin. Kameishu bad. One understands by first looking at the way this is by human being. The kishem shenol came lis barli yom kameishu kameishu bad. I'm just like we learned about vessels as they are in a person. Remember the example of the brain, example of the eye. Kameikin yub gam levusha adam. Also understand what garments are. We're looking at the garments of a person. The levusha adam imiyishem is a shaykhase love. Although the garments of a person have a connection to that person wearing those garments. You cannot compare the garments that you wear for your head, or the garments you wear for your body, or for the garments you wear for your feet. They're different kinds of garments. It's not just the, the size. The head has the one size garment, and the and the feet have a different size garment. It's not just the size, and, the, and each person has a different size hat and different size socks. Also, the the nature of also the nature of the garment. If it's a more refined kind of garment, if it's a more of a um, thicker, coarser kind of garment, it depends on the uh, kind of limb that is meant to dress. Is one kind of garment for your feet and the kind of garment for your head? It's a different. Not just it's different in size. It's different. It's different kinds of thing. So, um, 
So there is a relationship between garments and the person wearing the garments. This is so far similar to lights and vessels. We learned yesterday the vessels have to be created to fit the light. The eye specifically is what's able to harness the power of eyesight, and the brain is able to harness the uh, the power of the mind, the power of the soul to think. So here is where garments and vessels have something in common. However, the mikomakim, um, or about nine lines in the bottom, the line starts with the word haregel. Mikomakim, harimum bepashtos, shalavushim in the front of gandal, magamim Garments are completely separate from the person. Zalavushim gashmim. This is by, this is true for physical garments. Physical garments are totally separate from the person. And so too it's just with spiritual garments. Shehim, Rebendel Marazov, used to talk about the people who focus on physical garments and how what, what the real emphasis of Hasidus is. He says people want their payas to reach their tzitzis and their tzitzis to reach the floor. And they focus on the on the external garments, but um, but there, the Chassidus emphasizes that we need to upgrade our spiritual garments. What are our spiritual garments? They are our soul's form of expression, thought, speech, and action are the soul's garments. Speech and action are certainly separate from the, separate from the soul. The soul itself. Um, doesn't need to speak. Doesn't need to do. We do, and we and we speak to connect the soul's thoughts and feelings to the outside. We speak to connect it to people outside of us. We do to implement what the soul wants. But the soul itself is beyond higher than the soul itself is not is not um, doesn't have speech in it. Doesn't have action in it. That's just a, a form. That's a garment the soul wears to do something. Even letters of thought. The word thought in Hasidus means letters in general. We're going to see within thought itself there are different levels. But in general, Hasidus, thought means letters. So that's why you could say 2 plus 2 is 5. You could write 2 plus 2 is 5. But even think 2 plus 2 is 5. We can't understand 2 plus 2 is 5. Because that's, that's the difference between seichel, intelligence, and machshav and, and thought. So, so thought are letters. There are lofty, there are letters, there are levels within thought. For example, in thought itself, there are three levels. There's thought of thought, there's speech of thought, and there's action of thought. What's thought of thought? Thought of thought is that you have a new, new flash of insight, and with this flash of insight, you are, you're thinking. So you don't sense right now that there are letters in your brain, in your mind. You just sense this new flash of insight, and, and you don't have even a way to express it yet. However, every revelation is associated with letters. There can't be a revelation without letters. So it's not that there are no letters there, it's just that the letters aren't, are, 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 um, uh, aren't noticed because of the intense feeling of this new idea, or the intense... Uh, uh, burst of, of, of inte- intelligence. So therefore, the thoughts aren't, aren't, aren't noticed. Then uh, there's speech within thought. That's thinking how to say something. You're focused on what to say. And then there is um, action within thought. Mice and thought. That means like you're looking to say for Torah, you're looking to let us say for Torah. 
So you have the letters of, your, of the Torah in your mind. You're not under, trying to understand them. Just look at the letters. So that's action within thought. So all, even the highest levels of thought, thought of thought, is also not intelligence itself. It's also separate from the soul. Explains. Thought of thought, the highest level of thought, that is referring to the letters that we experience when we have a new burst of intelligence. You don't feel like there are any letters there at this moment. But there must be letters there. So those letters that you must be experiencing because every revelation is through letters, those letters are not part of the intelligence. Now they're not part of that burst of information that you just got. You're trying to figure out this Rashi, and ah, you now you understand the Rashi. So that burst of, of insight is not the letters themselves. However, there must be letters there so that your conscious mind should be able to, to, to experience them. After top of 270, although you don't feel those letters at all, they are um, they're there and they're distinct from the intelligence itself. What's the proof that those aren't part of the intelligence itself? Why are we have insisting that that's not the soul itself, that that's something separate from the soul, separate from the intelligence of the soul? Varayal's proof for this is. You could say that same idea in other words. That's the meaning of a garment. The garment means you could switch it with something else. That indicates that those letters are not the intelligence itself. So you can take that same intense burst of insight and you could now dress it in other words. That indicates that the words you had before weren't part of the same idea. Okay, let's dissect this a little bit in a Hasidic laboratory. Let's talk about taking those letters and now switching them with others. You are learning the Rashi and you're trying for, for three days to figure out the Rashi. You try to empty your mind and just hear what Rashi is saying. And all of a sudden, you get it. And Rashi now is talking to you. Now you get what Rashi is saying. Now your Chavrusa, your study partner, wants to know what Rashi is saying. So you want to explain to, to that person the way that person will understand it. You know, you know how to switch the letters that you had with other letters. Besides the fact that you have to switch them to now letters of speech, but even before you get there, you have to now in your mind, you have to convert them to be able to be in the conversation with your Chavrusa. So in the process of now, of, other, of, of giving it to your Chavrusa, there's, there's a few parts. Part number one is, you have to now stop and calm down and, and now figure out, what did I understand? He told your Chavrusa, I got it. But the moment you said you got it, you didn't get it. Yeah, even you got it. You know you got it, but you don't, have, but you don't haven't let yet um, um, processed it. You haven't reached yet Bina. You haven't yet understood it in a way that's, that, 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 that your mind can fully grasp it. You, you, you have it, but it's a, it's, in Kabbalah it's called a lightning flash, which it goes and it could, it, could, it could be lost. So when you take that lightning flash and you now try to dress it in um, other letters, you're going to lose something in the process. You're going to lose the uh, intensity of that flash of insight. 
That flash of insight is specific to that moment of insight, and now trying to redress it is going to uh, is going to make you lose somewhat of the of the initial insight. Um, however, so although that seems to show that the letters and the insight are are part and parcel of each other, however, the Rebbe says it's not true. The fact that you could you could redress them shows that the insight is not um, is not one with the letters that initially came with it. Rebbe says another piece to help us understand this. The human beer. Besides the fact that you can redress the letters and others. We'll understand this by adding another point. Why is it that as soon as you have an insight, an intellectual insight, there are letters there? The reason why there are letters there is because the source of letters are above intelligence. Letters are come from a higher source than intelligence. Although in general, Chassidah says that letters are associated with the sphere of Malchus, uh, they're associated with the, with the lowest sphere, but the source of letters are in Chachma and, and within Chachma, high part of Chachma, Kadmas HaSeichel. And that's why, as soon as you have a new intelligent thing to think about, there are letters there that already come with because they, they, they come from a higher source than the intelligence. Mekadmas HaSeichel, that's when that's uses expression, they come from what is beyond intelligence. Sometimes Chassidus uses expression, they come from the essence of the soul, different levels, all different kinds of letters. So as soon as you have an insight, there are letters there. They exist already in the source of intelligence. In in the essence of the soul, there are letters there as well. So on the one hand, letters come right with that burst of insight because letters are a higher source than the insight itself. On the other hand, Although the intelligent insight arrived in your conscious mind with the letters that dress that insight, however, it's not because of the insight itself that you have these letters. What's the proof? It seems like they're, that they're together with the insight they come with the insight, and you, and if you redress it, you lose something of the insight. He explains. They're not one with the intelligence itself. It's not like, let's say, the garment of a turtle or a snail, the shell of a turtle or a snail, which is one with the turtle, one with the snail. The source of these letters are above the insight. You and I are learning the Rashi. And at the very same moment, all of a sudden, we have this aha moment, we both get the Rashi. In your mind, that's, it's not that we understood the Rashi differently. We got the Rashi exactly the same way. We say aha at the same time, let's say. That, what aha means in your world, and how you say it to yourself in your mind, is different than what I say it to myself in my mind. Although we're getting the same insight, we have different words. That shows that the letters aren't part of the insight. You could have Toysvis and the Rosh and the Ran all commenting on the Talmud and all of them saying the same thing with different words. Now, very often they're saying very similar things with very similar words. But sometimes, and that's why, you know, it's, it's difficult. You wonder why they use different words. But sometimes they actually mean the same thing. Like the previous ever criticized some uh, 
Talmudic scholars who are um, who are a little um, um, too arrogant in the way they, they, they think that, that the way they try to interpret various parts of the Talmud. And the previous have used the expression, they drag Abaya with iron chains to another track they, to connect him with something else he said, which has nothing to do with it. So, the Rosh and the Ra- and the Tesis and the Ra and the Ram may be almost saying the same thing, yet they use different letters. Why do they use different letters? They use different letters because letters aren't part of the idea. Letters come from your soul, not from the idea. But the letters aren't coming with lightning flash itself. They're coming from the soul. Therefore, since they're different souls, different letters. This all is meant to give us the following idea. That letters are separate from the idea itself. They aren't coming from the idea. This is the highest kind of thought. Thought within thought, right? As opposed to how much more so the thought they use to say something or you're just trying to think about letters themselves, action of thought, for sure those thoughts are separate from the idea itself. They're separate from the soul's ability to think and feel. When you're trying to arrange the letters so that they should go into this person's mind, I want, to, I want to know what words I can say this person will get it. It's obvious that these letters are separate from the intelligence. And that's the difference between vessels and garments. Vessels are one with the light. They become one with it. And the way the, the energy is expressed is according to the vessel itself. Like we learned yesterday about the ability to see, the ability to think. Your mind is thinking with the soul power to think. Your brain has the soul's ability to think that is now dressed in the physical brain, but your brain is thinking itself. It's not that your that your soul is thinking only. Your brain is is has this intelligence in it. Your eye is seeing. Not just your soul is seeing, your eye is seeing. The power that is in your vessel is united and one with it so that it itself is animated by that energy. However, garments are separate. We don't say about intelligence the same thing we say about... We don't say about garments the same thing we say about vessels. About vessels we said that Hashem specifically creates the vessels to fit the light. There was mentioned this discourse. Other discourses talk about souls and bodies. Uh, Deborah Hashab was once told about someone, uh, or so I think the person told him, Deborah Hashab himself, that he has a very coarse body. Deborah Hashab told him that you must have a very lofty soul in order to contend with such a coarse body. So Hashem makes the vessels and the lights to fit each other in some way. But the garments and the and the light that goes into the garment, in this instance, the intelligence that goes in the garments, aren't made to fit each other. The same idea can be revealed in many, many different kinds of letters. And the differences that we find in the letters is not because of intelligence itself, but it's because the letters themselves are have their origin in the essence of the soul. Everyone has, has a different soul, and that's why they have different letters. Then it says one more thing to tell us the difference between vessels and garments. Vessels are animated when the light goes into them. 
Garments have no energy. Garments aren't animated. Although garments have light in them, but they aren't themselves animated. For example, the limbs of the body or the limbs of the soul, the soul powers. Because the light of the soul enters the soul powers or the soul powers enter the limbs of the body, they themselves are animated. The brain itself is animated because the intelligence is in the brain. Like it says in Tanya that the... Um, Intelligence in the mind, in the brain, receives the chacham bina and das in the soul. So the soul is fits the intelligence that's in your. It fits the the physical component of your brain, and now your brain itself is thinking. So your brain is alive with the with its with its mind, with the soul power that allows it to think. But with your garments, there's no energy in the letters, just because your mind is using those letters. And although if you say something with great excitement, you're speaking words that come from the heart, so you see in the letters a lot of energy, but it's not that the, there's energy in the letters themselves. It's not that their life, that's, that, it's not that they that, that, that's alive. Rather, it's that you have put life in the letters, but not the letters themselves are alive. By your in brain thinking, your brain itself is alive, your brain itself is animated. By your eyes seeing, your eyes themselves are animated by the power of sight, and you're seeing However, when you're saying words that come from the heart, it's not that the letters themselves are animated, rather, it's that you are putting your energy in the letters, but they themselves aren't alive. It's more so, sort of like you're pushing them, but not, but not that they themselves are own that energy, and it's their own energy. It's, it's, it's with garments, garments are separate from the energy in them, are like vessels, like the vessels of the, the body which houses the soul. The body itself is alive, not just that it houses the soul and the soul is pushing the body around. It's not like an like electric uh, car where it's, 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 there's an electric car pushing the car around. Rather, your body itself is alive. So vessels unite with the light. And However, um, garments are distinct and separate from the, um, the uh, soul's energy that are in those garments. So the letters of intelligence, the letters you use to convey intelligence, or the letters you use to think about things in your mind, are not part of the the uh, um, ideas that you are conveying, and even when you say words that come from your heart using words, the words themselves aren't alive. It's that you've put life in the words. All right, so we continue. Patience, my professor is here.